Welcome to Amplify Awesome, a podcast where we amplify ordinary people, businesses, and organizations doing extraordinarily awesome things in the community. My name is Josh Bach, co-founder of Amplify Podcast Network. Before you get started with this podcast today, we want to ask the question, if you know of anyone, whether they're a for-profit or a non-profit business that's looking for podcasts, we have packages available. And for non-profits, we offer a 25% discount. Go to Amplify Podcast Network. Com, or for email, email josh, J-O-S-H, at amplifyindy.com. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Devines, the founder of Indiana Prison Writers Workshop. Honored and excited to be here today sharing the good work of Indiana Prison Writers Workshop and what we've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. Excited to introduce two guests. Uh, We have Tiffany Leininger and Brett who will share their experiences with the workshop and, and talk a little bit about incarceration and uh, what what can be done and what has already been done that that are positives and are working for working well for those who are incarcerated and who are previously incarcerated. So yeah, I guess I'll start with the evolution of Indiana Prison Writers Workshop. But before I do that, my interest and what led me to the workshop was born out of a former career that I had. I was a TV reporter and I covered crime and courts. And so, you know, I covered some pretty gruesome crimes and I was embedded with law enforcement and I traveled to different TV stations across the country. And I just really wondered about the other side of the story. Oftentimes I was telling stories from the law enforcement angle and not getting the the side of, of the person who committed the crime. What was his or her barriers? I, I always wondered about and what led that person to, to commit the crime. So that always stood with me, stuck with me, then went on to do some PR and marketing. And uh, it wasn't until 2017, I was working at a homeless veterans nonprofit here in town. And a colleague of mine had mentioned that she, uh, her husband works at one of the facilities. Uh, that was, I think it was IREF at the time. She had mentioned that the prisons are always looking for volunteers. And so I called Plainfield Correctional Facility, IY, uh, IYC, and learned about the different opportunities that they had. And one of the opportunities was a victim impact class. And so what I did was I went in and I used a curriculum that they provided me and we went over Uh, how a victim would feel if a crime was committed to that person. What I did is I went off script one day and I said, you know, guys, let's write. Let's write a letter or a short story about uh, your mindset or how do you think the the victim really does feel, you know, after the crime that, that you committed. And so what I realized in that hour or in that writing prompt was that there was a lot of talent behind the bars and there was a need for expression uh, and, and someone to hear them and, and hold them accountable in the sense of giving them, you know, something uplifting as far as writing. And we all know that writing can be very therapeutic. And so that next day, this was back in 2017, I approached the uh, volunteer uh, coordinator and I suggested uh, the idea of creating a creative writing workshop. And, and I did, and that was put into motion and it really uh, took off from there. <laughs> uh, we, were, uh, we were able to expand into four Indiana prisons and, and uh, I, that's pretty much when I met uh, Tiffany 
uh, in to, uh, 28, 2018, probably late 2018, early 2019, and told her about the program. And so I'll bring her in now, and she can introduce herself, her background, and uh, yeah, and what led her to, to the workshop. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that, Deborah, and thank you, Josh, for having us on. Um, my background is, and my degree is actually in education, but I had a writing background, and um, writing has just always been a passion of mine. So when I heard of the opportunity to be involved in the Indiana Writers or Indiana Prison Writers Workshop, I met with Deborah and we talked and just kind of hit it off. And she wanted me to be a facilitator at one of the prisons. That was great. That um, I had already been involved with working with the Department of Corrections for the past seven years with a different program in different prisons, and so this was an opportunity to do something new um, and just kind of combine my passion for prison ministry, but also just writing. That's great. And Tiffany, what were some of the things that uh, struck you or resonated with you, um, maybe that first writing writing class? I know we were there together on that first one. We were, we were, <laughs> yeah. It was, and I was glad to have you there because I need, <laughs> needed the guidance. But um, it was great. I, I think what I walked away with was, wow, there's a lot of talent in this room that is not being shared with the outside world. Mm -hmm. And so just getting these guys to come in and be vulnerable and share their life story was really exciting. And the fact that they were willing to write about their lives and, and just share that with me was great. I, I loved it. One of the things that, um, that I took away from your, your first class was how quiet the room was. It was so, remember I kept mm -hmm. saying, it was so quiet and they were so kind and considerate and grateful and I, I kept thinking to myself, are we doing yoga or writing? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Brett was one of the um, uh, one of the guys in the class. Yes. Do you remember? And you may not, but what one of one of the first writing prompts was at Putnamville Correctional or, or anything uh, maybe that that stood out as far as Brett his writing ability. I do remember that, um, I think it might have been the first class that he actually gave you writing of his that he had done uh, prior to even starting the class, which was great. We had an opportunity to read that. And I was blown away just by the a level, um, not only the skill level, but the talent that was there. And um, so he was, he was someone that I kind of gravitated to right away and found that, you know, he was willing to be vulnerable with me. He was willing to connect with me and share. And so just over the last couple of years, we'd had an opportunity to get to know each other better, and I've gotten a chance to read his writing. I just really was impressed by all that I, that I saw. So the, the curriculum is developed as such that we provide writing content, like character development, how to write a good uh, scene using imagery. So in the hour and a half that we are with, uh, we are in the classroom, we are providing them some guidance of what makes a good story. And then we offer them two 15-minute writing prompts, mm -hmm. um, which we, you know, ask them if they want to share their, their writing. And they stand up, and it's a, it's a circle, so we set up the room uh, kind of in a safe, you know, sacred kind of safe space, and the circle format works best for us. And so th they stand up uh, one by one, and they read their work, and then what we do is we allow, or we think, we don't allow, but we think it's, it's nice for um, the others in the class to give feedback, right? And so there's a, a kind of a breaking down of, of the barriers and the walls, and there's trust that's mm -hmm. formed. And so uh, as facilitators, then we give our, our feedback and input. And, you know, we do, look at, we do look a little bit at grammar and encourage them to, you know, if there, there needs to be any improvement. But really it's just letting 
their voices be heard, um, you know, allowing their stories to be told the best in the most authentic way that they can. And tell me about the one gentleman at at Putnamville who um, was so excited about the class that he almost wanted to skip work because he wanted to be in the, the writing class. <laughs> yeah, when I heard about that, I was, I was, the engagement coordinator came up to me and said, you know, this gentleman is so disappointed because he keeps missing class because work won't let him out. And he was getting frustrated with it. And she's like, I can't believe it. She's like, but he just up and quit. <laughs> she, like, she said, I, he's, cause he came to her and he's like, I'm not missing this class. He's like, this class benefits me. He's like, and I need this. He's like, money's money. He's like, but I'm not going to miss this. And she goes, that speaks volumes about you and the program itself. So IU Public Policy Institute did a one-year progress evaluation, which is on our website, indianaprisonwritersworkshop.org. And they uh, interviewed, um, you know, IDOC staff, uh, the facilitators, uh, those in the class, uh, the prisoners, and uh, to get a grasp on, is it working? Is it helping? What are the benefits? What are the areas we can improve on? And so they put together quite a, a lengthy um, compilation of, of things that, 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 that they took away. And it was very positive. One statistic or da- data point was uh, or is that there was a 38% reduction in conduct violations for those enrolled mm-hmm. in Indiana Prison Writers Workshop coupled with other programs that right. that he or she may, mm-hmm. be, may be involved in. And, um, and so that, that was really positive to hear. And then we were able to revamp our pre and post evaluations because we do uh, give that, hand that out to the class as well. And so there's been a lot of, of, of growing as well in, in that short time. What has been, Tiffany, kind of the most rewarding part for you? And then I would love for you to, to introduce Brett mm-hmm. into, into our conversation and we can hear uh, from him and how the, the program has helped him. Yeah, that'd be great. The impact that it's had on me is just the fact that I have loved being a part of this group of guys who's both, both you know, willing to be vulnerable, but also just, just being in the environment of creativity in itself has been really great. And like I said, I mean, Brett was one of those ones who is extremely creative and very talented. And so I feel like he, he just did a great job in the class. And I feel like he, I felt, sometimes I felt like he could have led the class. <laughs> Honestly, there were times when I thought, why am I up here when you can go ahead and do it? Because <laughs> he might That's be better right. at it. That's right. So I'm going to let him introduce himself right. and just tell us about you know, what he's doing right now. Um, just tell us, you know, how he got involved in the class, what maybe what um, drew him to even want to be in the class, and then to tell us about himself and his writing background. Fantastic. Brett, I'll also add in, if you could start by telling us what your what life was like for you before prison. Sure. So my name's Brett, and I was incarcerated when I was 18 years old, and then I spent the next 24 years in prison. And I've been out for three months. Prior to prison, um, I guess you could say that I lived a pretty violent sort of lifestyle. Involved in drugs, involved in just acting out my anger in a lot of unproductive ways, uh, which ultimately led me to prison for a very long time. When I was in prison, the writing's always been a part of my life. Uh, even as far back as I can remember, my uh, adopted mother was an English major, and part of her system of punishing me was to make me write. And when I didn't do well enough, she would correct it and make me rewrite it. So I'd have to pick a topic, write something about it, and then keep doing it 
So it was sort of a genius form of punishment, but it also <laughs> helped me out later on in life because it made me a very good writer. It did. Uh, when I worked in the prison, I was in a chapel position. I worked as a chapel clerk. Uh, when I heard about the writing program, and I just thought it would be a really cool thing to try to get involved in. I've always tried to be involved in as many things as I could to uh, sort of accelerate my rehabilitation because the only way that you're going to do that is if you do it yourself. And that was one of the things I saw that, well, I like to write and I'll go and see what this is. And so I got involved in it and uh, really never looked back. In that time that you were incarcerated, the 20 plus years, did you take any writing classes or do anything right that was writing related or was the workshop kind of the first thing? And that was two, two years ago, right? So two or three years, what, well, two years before your release? Right. Um, yeah, I did a lot of writing. I didn't necessarily take any writing programs. I did get my associate's and bachelor's degree and uh, I almost thought I had a writing major because in my associates, I took an English class every semester, and in my bachelor's, I took two English classes every semester. So I had a lot of exposure to doing different kinds of writing, everything from creative to structured to uh, professional technical writing. The program was the first time that I actually had sort of this outlet to uh, just explore my writing from a feedback sort of point instead of just a grade on it, which was pretty nice. I've always kept uh, journals, I've always kept uh, poetry, just various creative writing, short stories, and even sat down and began writing my own uh, autobiography or memoir, as it were, right before I got into the program. We talk about it being therapeutic and healing. Um, what, In what ways was it healing for you, and did it time out well that you were on your home stretch of your uh, sentence or would the writing workshop have helped if you were midway in your sentence or at the beginning? Did it play a particular uh, role or positive role that it was on the tail end of your release? Never really thought about it, but um, probably not as much because there were guys in the class who were not necessarily on their tail end and they benefited from it just as much as I did. And I think just having that sort of sacred space to get in there and do writing. And I think you touched on it earlier that there's a system of trust involved when you get in there. Uh, first off, you have to understand that there's very little trust in prison uh, amongst each other. So getting a bunch of guys in a classroom to trust one another and to open up and be vulnerable is a pretty amazing feat. And I think that's what brought a lot of the guys back time and time again was because they did feel safe. They did feel a way to get out these sort of oppressed feelings that many of us had while we were in there. So I don't think being on the tail end mattered as much as just having kind of our own place and time to do what we enjoy doing. Yeah. What do you feel like were some of the positives that you can take away, you know, moving forward into your life that this class offered to you or could even offer to any of the guys that are in the class? I think getting constructive feedback was nice in a classroom environment like an educational environment you write a paper you get a grade on it mm -hmm. and usually that's that but in the workshop we had different kinds of prompts uh, there's different kinds of writing and you guys gave us feedback but also our peers gave us feedback too and whether that was just sort of validation of our own talent or uh, genuine like 
you know, maybe you could do this or that, uh, different suggestions mm-hmm. was pretty nice to see. And it kind of makes you more aware of your own writing and in particular your own writing style. Yeah. I actually really liked doing the feedback, even though it might have been difficult at times to kind of critique in this kind of thing. I always looked at it as like, this is an opportunity to encourage these men. My words can be encouragement. And so how can I look at their writing each time and say, okay, this is what's really good about this. And yeah, you could change this, but I love this because I just wanted them to go away feeling built up. You know, somebody saw what they were doing, um, recognized, you know, that they had put effort in, recognized the talent and said, you know, okay, this person really, you know, this ca- they care enough to give me the encouragement to continue. Sure. That meant a lot to us too. Uh, I know a lot of the guys, actually asked you to like just tear it up you know just don't be you know <laughs> careful about my feelings or anything they really wanted you to, to be sincere and I think that gave you quite a bit of freedom to uh, judge it you know the way that you would any other way right yeah no I, I appreciated that it was a little hard for me to do but I did appreciate that yeah so my question I guess would be also would just be you know how do you plan to take what you learned in this class and then just move forward into what you're doing now you know, what, what benefit did it have for you that you can apply now into your life on the outside? I actually write um, a lot now. In fact, when I first got out, like I said, I've been out three months now. Um, I really couldn't wait to begin sort of telling my story. So I work as a web developer for a company. And uh, in like the immediate time, I didn't really have any equipment. I first got out, didn't really have anything, but I bought a phone and so, but I really wanted to start a blog about like my experience of having been in prison for 24 years and then what that's like uh, week by week. So I got on my phone and I uh, created a blog and that blog, I try to write in every week just to kind of give a story of this is my freedom. This is my life now. And the workshop helped me in a lot because of the prompts. So the way I approach my blog is I don't really correct it. I write raw and what I feel at that moment, and then I publish it. I read it once to make sure there's really no big errors, and then I go ahead and publish it because I don't want it to be a really refined, polished kind of thing. I want it to uh, express how I am in that moment. So going through the workshop and having those prompts that we do every week gets you ready for something like that, just sitting down, finding a topic, writing about it, and then just handing it over. Mm-hmm. And I like that aspect of it. Um, from a more technical point, I'm writing technical articles for Medium now that is geared around what I do, which is web development. So it's nice to, to have that kind of background in writing. I'm still working on my book and trying to get that so I can publish it. And now add to it the section of my life of me being out and, uh, you know, also in your professional career, just something as simple as writing emails that you do every day in work, having a writing background helps you with that and write them so that people can understand them and follow the flow of thought easier. Yeah, I've read your blog and of course I love it. And I, I look forward to, you know, seeing what you write each week because I find it really interesting just to kind of see what's going on in your life. And um, I know that you want to use that blog to help other people who might be getting out so that they kind of know what they're going to be encountering um, on the outside. Would you mind sharing us, sharing with us uh, what the web address is so that if others want to read your blog that they can do that? Sure. It's shadowedmirror.com. Shadowedmirror.com. Okay. Thanks for sharing that.
Brett, I have a question for you. What has been some of the surprises or uh, things that that just make you kind of shake your head with life on the outside? Has there any been has there been any funny stories or just perplexing stories or things you've seen or observed? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was locked up for a long time, and it's kind of baffling to people that I was locked up in '97. And the internet was pretty much brand new then. And during my incarceration, along with, you know, the writer's workshop, I did other programs. One was The Last Mile, which taught me how to program. So getting out and then getting on the internet as it is today and building things for it has been pretty amazing. Um, I'm baffled every day when I get on the web and see things and realize that, I can build things for it and design things for it. And it's pretty awesome to do that and have the skill set to do that. And uh, beyond that, like the community I'm involved in there is nice because you can reach out to other returned citizens to see what they think. And we share all of our funny stories about the things that we do. And for me, it's like going to uh, Walmart because currently I'm on home detention for two years. So I don't get to get out much, but I get to go to Walmart every week. And when I go in there, especially the first couple of times, just seeing all the stuff, trying to make decisions on what I want, uh, trying not to spend all of my budget. <laughs> and, uh, you know, lately the interesting things have been the stores I remember in 97 aren't the stores that I see now. So when I went into like Kroger, it's not the same Kroger it was when I got locked up. The same with like the dollar stores and all these things. I walk in there expecting to see this tiny little grocery store and, here I am in this giant super center. So it's just kind of amusing seeing things progress like that. I, you know, often look at people and wonder like if they knew, like part of what I do is people watch when I go to places. So I interact with people and for the most part, everybody is very friendly. And sometimes I have a thought experiment of how would they react if they knew my history? Like if they knew how long I was locked up, and I uh, just got out, and I, I've got this monitoring thing on my ankle. Mm -hmm. So it's amusing to me to think how people's reactions would change. And sometimes I tell them just to see, you know, uh, I'll have a difficult, you know, part of something, and then i got to tell somebody, you know, just because it's the easiest way. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, ironically, really, it's not that big a deal. A lot of people don't treat me any differently. Mm -hmm. They don't you know, chastise me or anything. It's, uh, in fact, they work with me even more to try to help me out. So, And how has the transition been for you as far as, you know, you're gainfully employed, uh, you're enjoying your work? Uh, what about you know, transportation or, or, you know, roof over your head? Have those, have those things come to fruition for you or is there things you're still working to, uh, to build to? So I'm really blessed in the sense that things worked out uh, in a way that were really perfectly for me. I came out of prison with a guaranteed job that let me do what I love doing. I had a place to go. That's awesome. I have really good support network. And a lot of that's because of the choices I made while I was in prison and not burning any of the bridges that I had. So making sure to, you know, make myself marketable, make myself skilled in a way that would ensure my success by taking different programs, by working on different aspects of my character and my life, 
So getting out and having a job immediately is really huge. Uh, for a lot of returned citizens, that's one of the things they struggle with the most. And then having a place. So because I'm on home detention, I'm not necessarily worried about a vehicle. I now live in my own apartment that I pay rent for, and I made sure to get one in a strategically located place that's near everything that I need. So I can walk anywhere I need to go to get anything I need for my life right now. If I have to go somewhere a little bit further away, I have a lot of family and friends who will take me there. And just kind of making that transition has been made so much more easier by that. And uh, uh, learning all the things of life, you know, is fun too. I have to pay bills. I have to budget my money. I have to think about my scheduling, all the different things that in prison you don't think about because it's all managed for you. Mm-hmm. So it's just been uh, nice to sort of not worry about that as much as maybe some would. What, I have what, a large community. What does the average or what does a returning citizen need most upon release? Uh, probably support. There's um, jobs are hard for a lot of returned citizens. Uh, sometimes there's bias against formerly incarcerated people that, you know, there's certain jobs they can't hold depending on their interest. So having employment is one of the biggest factors for them not to go back to prison. Um, having a support network is nice too, because if you don't have anybody who understands what you're going through or how to help you go through that or manage it, it becomes a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. We're going to be um, wrapping up here pretty soon, but I just want to say that, you know, having known you for the last couple of years and gotten to um, see your journey that you've been going through, I just want to say, I know you're doing great right now. And I'm just glad that our program could you could help you to um, just continue to do what you're doing now and uh, to be successful. I'm glad that we were a part of that. You've made some great strides, Brett, and uh, I'll piggyback on and let you have a few final words, piggyback on what Tiffany said in that as a volunteer, we we pride ourselves in in being mentors as well. Mm -hmm. And so I use that word, you know, a lot of the men who have been in the program uh, stay in touch with Indiana Prison Writers Workshop and they uh, they have uh, speaking engagement opportunities or here we are today. Uh, sharing you and your work um, with the world, and so hats off to Tiffany and, and the countless volunteers with Indiana and with uh, Indiana Department of Correction for for mentoring and, and making a difference in in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know I appreciate it, and I'm certain the other returned citizens appreciate it too. And that goes back to you know the things that we need the most are mentors, are people to help, and the fact that you guys not only help give us skills while we're inside, but continue to help us on the outside. Uh, Speaks volumes about your character as well, and we all definitely appreciate it. So thank you for your support, your mentorship, and for having me on here today. So you can also find Indiana Prison Writers Workshop through indianaprisonwritersworkshop.org. We are on social media. We have a LinkedIn presence, uh, Facebook presence, and an Instagram presence. Uh, as well as Twitter. You can find us there, and we, we have uh, or will have upcoming events where, where we'll have the formerly incarcerated individuals speak and share their work, and we have just started or launched some outside programming that are, uh, it's a virtual program where the, the curriculum is just the same, and we're able to reach uh, people who are all over the state, really, and so if you'd like to learn more about that program, you can find more information or you can contact us on our website. Again, in 
prisonwritersworkshop.org. One thing I think is great about our, our website, and, and I feel like a lot of people ask me and they're interested in reading some of the writing that the men have and have done. And we have um, writing samples from the guys, um, both inside and who have been released. On the website, if you go to the blog section, you can read all the different blogs from the guys and just you can get an, op- an opportunity to see just the talent that's there. Um, really interesting stuff. There's a variety of topics that they write about. And so I would highly encourage anyone who's interested in um, just reading some of the stuff, reading that that vulnerable stuff, that the stuff that they really think about while they're in prison to go to the website and check it out. All right. We've been excited and, and happy to share the work of Indiana Prison Writers Workshop and hear from Brett. And uh, Tiffany, can you share with us the blog site again for Brett? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, great. Um, it's shadowedmere.com. Do you want to spell that out, Brett, just in case they aren't <laughs> hearing it correctly? Sure. So S H A D O W E D M I R R O R dot com. Great. Well, Brett, um, we wish you a, g- a great rest of the week and a great weekend. And, and a, again, a thank you to Amplify Indy for h- having us uh, on. And uh, we'll go ahead and close out. And we hope everybody is doing well. <laughs>